This is Score to Death Radio from the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. I'm Jay Blake Fischera, the author of the Score to Death books, which feature detailed interviews with 30 of horror's greatest composers. I'm also the host of Score to Death, the podcast, which features audio interviews with several more fantastic film composers and can be found just about everywhere you listen to podcasts. Today, we once again continue our exploration into the music of one of horrors and Italy's most influential bands, which also happens to be one of my favorite bands of all time and one of the main inspirations for my first Score to Death book. Of course, we are once again talking about Goblin. This is part five of a limited series that is exploring various aspects of Goblin's nearly 50-year career. And on this episode, we continue to boldly go where no podcast has ever gone before. As we wrap up the second of two detailed installments showcasing the soundtracks that the members of Goblin played on as studio musicians for other composers. On the last episode, we heard music composed by Enrico Simonetti, Pippo Caruzzo, Rezor Talani, and more. Today, we dive even deeper into their studio work, both within the horror genre and outside of it. Like the previous episodes, all the information I will be discussing today is taken from my own interviews with Claudio Simonetti and Maurizio Guarini from my first Score to Death book, as well as from the knowledge I've gained over the last 20 plus years from reading various album liner notes and interviews, and most notably, from Fabio Capuzzo's amazing book, Goblin, Seven Notes in Red, a must-read for all Goblin fans. Before we begin, it is important to note that the amount of detailed information about this particular aspect of Goblin's career is somewhat scarce. The members of the band played on many, and I do mean many, albums and film scores as studio musicians, both together as a group and individually. Even with two lengthy episodes dedicated to this topic, we are still just scratching the surface of the film and television scores that the members of Goblin recorded for other composers. In addition to being signed to Cinevox Records as a band, they were also contracted studio players for the label, and in most cases, weren't credited for their session work. Even the Goblin expert Fabio Capuzzo acknowledges that the information given in regards to Goblin's participation in some of the scores mentioned in his book is educated speculation and unconfirmed. And he sometimes doesn't specifically say who he believes played on a score, opting for the more general term, members of Goblin. Adding to all the confusion, in some cases, record labels inaccurately claim that the entire lineup of Goblin has played on a soundtrack in an attempt to sell more copies, when it is actually more likely just one or two members, if any. So, keeping all that in mind, I will be playing film cues from various composers and giving you the information that I have found that I feel seems most accurate or plausible. And in some cases, that information has been confirmed, but in some it has not. Take everything with a grain of salt, and please feel free to reach your own conclusions about who played on what. So let's not waste any more time chatting and let's get started. Kicking things off with some music composed by the great Stelvio Cipriani. Thank you. 
just heard the Stelvio Cipriani penned cues Incubi Ricorrenti 9, Incubi Ricorrenti 5, La Sessione 11, Incubi Ricorrenti opening theme, and Lettere from the popular 1978 giallo film Solamente Nero, also known as The Bloodstained Shadow. In case you're wondering, the term Incubi Ricorrenti translates in English to recurring nightmares. This is a well-known soundtrack to many Goblin fans because it is one of the few to be widely known to feature all four members of the classic Suspiria Dawn of the Dead lineup of the band. Claudio Simonetti, the late Massimo Marante, Fabio Pignatelli, and Augustino Morangolo. And this is an instance where, though Cipriani composed the cues, the members of Goblin arranged them for their instrumentation and the recording. So they feel very Goblin-esque. For example, the tracks Lo Sessione and La Terre would feel very at home in the band's Dawn of the Dead score, which was the score they recorded just before this one. But, of course, being 1978, the writing was on the wall for this lineup of the group. Massimo Marante left the group not too long after they recorded this score. He did play on a few tracks for Goblin's score for Squadro Antimafia, released the same year, but he was not technically part of the band at that point. And Simonetti would not last much longer either. Of course, Marante, Simonetti, and Pignatelli reunited to score Dario Argento's Tenebrae, but that was still a few years away, and they were not billed as Goblin for that score. Aside from maybe Claudio's father Enrico Simonetti, 
the members of Goblin played on more Cipriani scores than likely any other composer, both together as a band and separately. So let's continue exploring this interesting collaborative relationship with an extended block of Cipriani cues. Thank you. 
We kicked that extended musical segment off with four musical cues from a 1977 horror miniseries titled Il Fono de Marmo, loosely based on the Nathaniel Hawthorne book The Marble Fawn. We then heard two tracks from the 1978 crime film Borsayo Altezza Womo. And finally, three tracks from the 1979 horror film Un Ombra Nel Ombra also known as Ring of Darkness, all of which were composed by Stelvio Cipriani. From everything I've been able to find, keyboardist Claudio Simonetti may be the only Goblin member who played on the score for Il Fono di Marmo, which is interesting because 1977 puts its television airing during the same year of Suspiria. So if Simonetti is really the only member, I wonder why. Bersaglio Altezza Womo is a tough call. The truth is, I really don't know who plays on it. If any members of Goblin played on it, my gut tells me it was likely just Claudio Simonetti. In their description, Four Flies Records, who released a 7-inch of themes from the film in 2019, used vague wording that implies that it may have been the whole band. And, to the best of my memory, the brief liner notes in the Beat Records CD release of the entire soundtrack don't mention anyone from Goblin at all. I asked my colleague, Goblin, Seven Notes in Red, author Fabio Capuzzo, what he thought. And he agrees with me that it is likely only Simonetti. Un Ombra Nel Ombra, also known as Ring of Darkness, is another tricky one. Because for the release of this soundtrack, Four Flies Records comes right out and just plain says that the classic Suspiria lineup of Goblin, Simonetti, Morante, Pignatelli, and Marangolo, played on it. I actually like this score very much, and creatively, it definitely shows signs of Goblet involvement. The last track we heard was called The Hour of Infernal Game Part 1, and does have more than a few shades of their Dawn of the Dead score. In fact, several cues on the soundtrack are variations of this theme. But here's the problem. Four Flies Records says that all four classic members of the band played on it. And not only was guitarist Massimo Morante not in the band at the time that this score was recorded, but there is barely any guitar on the score at all. Of the three tracks I played, I think I may hear some guitar chugging along in the background of Devil Dance, but I'm not sure that there's any guitar on the other two tracks. And if that is a guitar on Devil Dance, it could be anyone, like Marco Rinalduzzi, for example, or some other studio musician. In my opinion, it seems extremely unlikely that it is Morante. And if the record label's information is inaccurate, like I believe it is, we are once again left with a bit of a mystery. I think that it's a pretty safe bet that Claudio Simonetti is playing keyboards. But I don't know about Pignatelli and Marangolo. I don't hear anything in the score that immediately jumps out as being undoubtedly them. Those guys definitely have distinctive styles. And I don't think I hear any signature stuff on there. But it's definitely possible. So I will let you come to your own conclusions about these last two scores. But before we move on to some other composers, I want to just play a few more cues written by Cipriani. This time from a monumental Italian zombie cult classic. Thank you. 
we just heard four tracks composed by Stelvio Cipriani for Umberto Lenzi's 1980 Italian zombie cult classic, Nightmare City, also known as City of the Walking Dead. It is worth noting that Lenzi didn't consider it a zombie film. He always maintained that the monsters in the film were ghouls and not zombies. However, for all intents and purposes, it's a zombie movie. And not just any zombie movie but the one that many horror film scholars credit as the first fast-moving zombie movie. The tracks all have Italian names, and quite frankly, I'm not in the mood to butcher their pronunciations. As always, you can find complete track listings for Score to Death Radio episodes at cinematicsoundradio.net. Though, I should warn you that the track names for this particular soundtrack vary from release to release. Anyway, I dig this score. It has a lot of very cool atmospheric stuff going on, also some disco stuff that I didn't play. But overall, it's a very listenable soundtrack with a quintessential Italian zombie vibe. With their Dawn of the Dead score, I think Goblin kind of set the pace for what Italian zombies sound like. Obviously, Nightmare City's score and Fabio Fritzi's score for Lucio Fulci's Zombie don't sound like Goblin. But it was Goblin that introduced the Caribbean-Haitian vibe in George Romero's zombie masterpiece. And that's something that many subsequent Italian zombie film composers ran with. For this score, once again, Claudio Simonetti returned. I have found no evidence that other Goblin members were involved, but it appears that Claudio most likely was. So now that we got Cipriani out of the way, let's get into some music by Paolo Vasile and Gianni Mazza. Thank you. 
We just heard the tracks Astonishment, Hang Up, Flight, and Revenge, composed by Paolo Vasile for the 1980 Enzo G. Castellari crime film Il Giorno del Cobra. I took these tracks from a vinyl album, so please excuse the difference in sound quality. And as you heard, those cues are all very similar and playing off the same simple rhythmic ideas. But they're short, so I played four tracks. If you recall from an earlier episode of this Goblin series, Goblin worked directly with Castellari on the score for his 1977 film La Via della Droga, also known as the Heroin Busters. Now, it is my understanding that even though Vasile composed the score, Gianni Mazza was actually the musical director. What that means in this case, I'm not sure, but it looks like Mazza was involved. Which brings us to our next score. Grunt, a 1981 fantasy comedy directed by Andy Luoto. We heard the tracks Caverna and Teme de Nick, 
composed by Gianni Mazza. Those two tracks represent the two ends of the spectrum for this score, but there really isn't much in between. Atmospheric synth stuff and upbeat ragtimey jazz. A weird combo, but hey, it's Italian. Although it is pretty accepted that members of Goblin played on these two scores, I'm not exactly sure who. Il Giorno del Cobra comes out in 1980. Agostino Marangolo is still in the band for some of 1980, so there is a chance that he played drums on it. As well as Maurizio Guarini on keyboards and guitarist Marco Rinalduzzi. And maybe even Marangolo's brother Antonio. But my guess is that at the very least, Fabio Pignatelli is probably on bass. I'm not sure, sorry. This episode is full of a lot of uncertainty, but as I said earlier, they weren't credited on a lot of this stuff, so it's often a tough call. As for Grunt, Goblin's non-soundtrack pop album Volo gets released in 1982, which Gianni Mazza plays on as a studio musician, not as a member of Goblin. From what I've read, and due to the timing, Though I'm not positive, there's a chance that the entire Volo lineup of Goblin played on this one. Made up of Pignatelli Guarini, Marco Rinalduzzi, and drummer Derek Wilson. The 1980s was a strange period for the band, as I explained in episode 3 of this Goblin series. Speaking of the 80s, next up, let's stop fooling around and dive headfirst into the glorious pop synth sounds of that decade of decadence.
We kick that segment off with the catchy title track from the 1980 Italian musical White Pop Jesus, composed by Franco Bixio and Vincenzo Tempera. Fans of Italian film music may recognize those names because they were part of a trio along with Fabio Fritzi, titled Bixio, Fritzi, and Tempera. They scored many Italian films, including Lucio Fulci's Sette Note in Nero, also known as Seven Notes in Black, as well as under the title The Psychic. Even non-Italian horror fans may recognize the theme for that film because Quentin Tarantino used it in Kill Bill. It is also worth noting that Franco Bixio is the brother of Carlo Bixio, the founder of Cinevox Records and the person who gave Goblin a record deal. I haven't seen White Pop Jesus, even though there is an Italian version of the entire film on YouTube, but the IMDb description of the film alone is priceless. And I quote, Disco Jesus comes back to Earth and takes on the Mafia. We then heard the tracks Duel, Don't Go Away, and Go Go, composed by Antonello Venditti for the 1986 comedy Troppo Forte. And man, do they shine with all the glory of that mid-80s sound. As for Goblin's involvement with these scores, reportedly Fabio Pignatelli played bass and Augustino Morangolo played drums on White Pop Jesus. I would have loved to play more cues from that score, but the opening cue was the only one I could find, unfortunately. As for Troppo Forte, Fabio Pignatelli played bass as well as programmed the computer for those cues. Marco Renoduzzi played guitar, and Derek Wilson played drums and programmed the drum machines. Before this episode comes to a close, I'd like to play some music from a composer and a couple of films that have meant a lot to me personally. So let's finish things off with some music by the great Fabio Fritzi.
just heard Suoni Dissonanti and Piora e Liberazione from Lucio Fulci's City of the Living Dead, also known as Gates of Hell. And then we listen to Sequenza Ritmica e Tema, Suona Aperto, Verso Lignoto, and Otre la Soglia from Lucio Fulci's 1981 masterpiece, The Beyond, all of which were composed by Fabio Fritzi, and feature Goblin members Fabio Pinitelli, Augustino Morangolo, and Maurizio Guarini on bass, drums, and keyboards, respectively. They also played on Fritzi's score for Lucio Fulci's Zombie, also known as Zombie 2. But I tried to choose cues that really highlighted the Goblin members involved. And though I love the Zombie score, it doesn't quite highlight their talents like these do. Pinatelli's bass playing is great on all of these tracks, but it is just so beautiful and unique on Peora e Liberazione. I discovered Fritzi's music at the same time that I did Goblin's. In fact, I may have even heard his first. Along with Goblin and John Carpenter, he is one of the people that really inspired me to create the Score to Death books. And I got to do a short interview with him for the first book. I can't say for certain, but I believe our interview may have been the first time it was reported here in the States that Fabio Pignatelli and Augustino Morangolo played on these scores. I definitely didn't know it before that. And let's just say I did a lot of research for that interview. If it was known here, it definitely wasn't widely known. Anyway, sadly, we are out of time. I hope you've been enjoying this limited series about the band Goblin. And these last two episodes which highlight their work as studio musicians on other composers' scores. There are still Goblin episodes I'd like to do, so this limited series is not quite over yet. But we will be taking a break from it for a little while. Because I'm working on something fun for October and the Halloween season. So stay tuned for that. As always, you can find complete track listings for Score to Death Radio episodes at cinematicsoundradio.net. If you've been enjoying Score to Death Radio and this deep dive into the music of Goblin, please take the time to spread the word on social media and consider reviewing the show over on Cinematic Sound Radio's Apple Podcast slash iTunes page. If you'd like to keep up with all things Score to Death, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Score to Death. And if you'd like to check out my in-depth interviews with Claudio Simonetti, Maurizio Guarini, Fabio Fritzi, and 27 other amazing film music composers, please pick up copies of my books, Score to Death, Conversations with Some of Horror's Greatest Composers, and Score to Death 2, More Conversations with Some of Horror's Greatest Composers, which are available in both paperback and ebook. And you can buy paperbacks from me directly at scoretodeath.com. And please consider checking out Score to Death, the podcast, where I also interview exceptionally talented composers, without always sticking so strictly to the horror genre. And like this show, it is available just about everywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Jay Blake for Sharon. and you've been listening to Score to Death Radio on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. 
You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our Tee Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>